Good morning. Whoa. Good evening, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Jamie? Good. Happy New Year Happy to everybody. Happy New Year 2020. Oh my God, I can't believe we made it through 2019. <laughs> now we're into the roaring 20s, where we're all angry and we scream a lot. I love, I love it. I hope that it's, I hope that we are planning this year like that. It's I not hope it's that much roaring. different than 2019 as far as screaming a lot, but hopefully we have more, now with 2020 vision, maybe we'll have more, more purpose. Well, may, more clarity. maybe we'll, maybe we'll have um, happy reasons to scream instead of sad reasons to scream. Aww, that's nice. I don't know. 2019 was kind of a piece of shit. It totally was. <laughs> totally was. So I'm ready for the new year. Are you? Did you make any resolutions this year? Um, no, because this is gonna sound trite. So stick with me. My um cousin had posted this thing, and she said basically, stop using resolutions as an excuse to put off what you can do today basically yeah like yeah. you don't need a resolution to start anew you should always be building up in, as yourself as a new person and every day counts not january 1st and well, i never sure. like i mean i never continue with them obviously because nobody does because we were like taught to set unattainable goals <laughs> i'm gonna weigh 110 pounds right at the end of the year. <laughs> right and you're yeah. like after I finish this cheese ball that's left over from the party I was at. <laughs> yeah, I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And like gym memberships go through the roof and all. And I'm all for everyone, of course, bettering themselves in whatever way. But don't let society tell you what that means. That's my point. No, but it is super annoying because um, it really is annoying to go to the gym after like for yeah, like your regular gym and then it's just bonkers and you're like, get out of here. I know, like, there should be gyms that just open for January and February. (laughs) Like like the Halloween pop-up stores that come up overnight? Yes, completely. (laughs) completely And then then we could start that business. If you stick to it and you're going to, like, keep going to the gym, then you move over to a real gym in March. We are going to call our pop-up gym resolution. (laughs) Resolve. Resolve. (laughs) And it will be... uh, Every, like every passing month less and less things will be available until ultimately it closes by March or April um yeah uh, yeah mm-hmm. so January there's like machines for you know 200 people at a time and then February only 100 people at a time we just rent the machines for the month that's a great idea <laughs> then, someone fund us then, we are and then, this is a phenomenal idea if only we could make it last until october when we could then convert it into a halloween pop-up store well but here's here's the thing i mean we can rent those same buildings that the halloween pop-up stores rent that's right and i want to get started earlier people care about their costumes sooner than october well i don't do you think they open in like september I don't know. They appear as if from nowhere it's incredible i was in a pier one one day and literally i went back the next day and it was a halloween store well, that's like Costco, though. I think I bought my kids co- Halloween costumes in like May, and then <laughs> yeah. when I went for back to school shopping in August, it was Christmas stuff. Right? Oh my God, you got to plan if you're going to Costco to buy stuff. How do you know what size they're gonna be? Yeah, that's Just a guessing? great question. Yeah, hoping, uh-huh. wishing. Yeah, like yeah. throwing a dart at the baseboard. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right. Well, on that note, um, as we start off this new year, we want to reflect on uh, the past many years of nursing, and we really want to get into talking about terrible patients. We're going to start the um, year off with a bang. <laughs> we're just going to start Full on a of positivity, op- <laughs> a complete optimistic note, just horrible, terrible patients. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, and... You know, I'm sure that everybody has a ton of these stories, but I don't know. Working in the ER, I feel like you are exposed to a different level of terribleness because you you see a lot of, like, the homeless population that doesn't necessarily get admitted because they're not sick enough to be admitted, mm-hmm. um, but they use the ER as, like, a food, shelter, sure. clothing area. I worked at one place. <laughs> they had um, they had like clothes that people would donate, 
and they called it the Jesus closet. Okay. <laughs> because like Jesus was a giver. Because Jesus was a giver and it was free and if people needed clothes we could just we could just go to that closet. But it was always like, oh, go get something out of the Jesus closet. <laughs> it was just like that was what it was called. That's right. funny. Anyway, you know we have like so, in my department. Um, I didn't know this, but we have like sweatshirts and sweatpants to give to patients who would be discharging like without their clothes or something, mm-hmm, but sure. for whatever reason. But I had mm-hmm. no idea, and most of what I do is very like insurance and medical related. And mm-hmm. so I had a nurse one time ask me, like, oh, do you have, like, a pair of pants to send him home in? And I was like, what kind of stupid fucking question is that? Of course I don't. Where would I have pants? And, like, I mean, I didn't say this exactly to her, but, uh, you know, politer version. And then later my coworker is like, you know that we have pants, though, right? Like, <laughs> we do give. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Anyway, sorry. So you're so you're a terrible person. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> No, that was plausible deniability at that point. I mean, how would I know? You don't know. Well, until sure. You know. I mean, there's so many things, right, that you don't know until you know. All right. Well, <clears throat> I want to talk about. Um, let's see. Who do I want to talk about first? Okay. So you know that I go to various hospitals. I do. Okay, and you know I'm employed by several hospital systems and I kind of mix up my schedule. Uh, and I, I, in any given week, I'm probably at three different facilities, mm-hmm. um, at least, uh, sometimes more, but anyway, so at one facility, I had this patient who came in and I took sign out on him and I remember them being like, have you ever had him before? And I was like, no. And they're like, oh, Okay, good luck oh with him. God. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna let you know. I can't say his name, obviously, but I know his full name. First, middle, last name. Okay? <laughs> because everybody calls him first, middle, last name. <laughs> yes, like, the whole a, shebang. He has a very formal reputation. Yeah. So, he is homeless. Or, there's some degree of debate whether he's homeless or not. I definitely think he is homeless. And he has... He's really actually quite intelligent about the way he's doing things, which is he will go to a hospital facility. He will ask to use the bathroom. He will go in there and proceed to clean his whole body. Sure. Um, so essentially bathe in the sink. Good, I mean, you know what? Sure. Right. Except that he's using the bathroom when other people need it and stuff. But nonetheless, um, he's yeah. extremely, extremely stinky and smelly, which I understand. Um, he obviously has terrible hygiene. Um, but so he washes in the bathroom, he comes out, he wants to soak his feet because his feet are hurting. He wants like two pairs of, he, he has this list of demands, like two pairs of hospital socks. Is he even admitted to the hospital? Or he just goes into No, no, he just comes into the ER. He just comes into the ER. I mean, why would I hand you a Well, he registers to be seen for some random complaint. Sure. Um... He will, depending on which facility, he will ask for paper scrubs, um, which he will then layer under his regular clothes. Sure. Um, he demands, like, certain amounts of food and stuff like that. And anyway, and he wants, like, his feet wrapped and, like, taped and all this stuff. And the first encounter I had with him, he was, like, super, super demanding. I mean, he was really mean to me. And I was like, I am not bringing you a bunch of free shit if you're going to treat me like this. Like, no. So he got extremely aggressive and had to be escorted out by police. That was my first encounter with him. I'll never forget it. Yeah. So then, like, you know, a couple months later, I was working at a different facility, and I see his name pop up. And I recognize the name, but, you know, you see a lot of names over and over. And sometimes I think I recognize a name, and I'll look at the chart, and my yeah, name's not, not anywhere on a previous encounter. Right. So I'm like, you, right. know. you know. I swear to God, I've taken care of this patient before. And the, I know. I was like, well, I, you clearly I, didn't. That's, it's like, there's I know. nothing on here. <laughs> right. So, um, so then, anyway, so I, I run into him at another facility, and he's doing the same thing. Oh. But he's nice. He's nicer this time. And so you, like then you I had him again. Yes, I had him okay. again, and so and it was a couple months later. So then I'm at a third facility, and I run into him again. He's my patient again, and I'm like, okay, I'm picking up what you're throwing down here. So now 
I've learned he does the cycle of the area hospitals. Mm -hmm. So he'll go check into one. He'll get whatever supplies and food he needs for the day. And then he'll, he'll go about his business or he'll, he'll try to sleep there as long as he can until security kicks him out, which is typically what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but he won't like leave voluntarily from the nurse. Like he just keeps sleeping and sleeping and sleeping until he gets kicked out. Um, but anyway, I get what he's doing, and it's quite ingenious, really, because if you're homeless and I mean, you're, yeah, like, that's maximizing... A, that's a great survival tactic. Right. Absolutely. So kudos to him for that. But he's also one of, like, the shittiest patients to the yeah, nurses. Yeah, sure. And, like, I feel like he would, like, people would be so much more apt to give him stuff if, like, he were just kind. Well, ultimately, you, know, but you always gather more bees with honey. Yeah, there was. I know I've asked you before flies? if you watched the the Big know. Bang Theory. Flies, yeah. No, I don't believe in that show. I know, I know, but <laughs> we've. T- but there's a line on it where because Sheldon, the main character, is like notoriously like rude to other people or condescending or pedantic, and um, is he the like other on the spectrum? Yeah, I don't know. No, the, he keeps he always says throughout the show. No, nope, my mom had me tested. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so he's just a dick. The, the well he's just really intelligent and he can't re- okay. he can't relate socially <laughs> but anyway so the other character says to him you know Sheldon you gather more flies with honey than with vinegar and he goes Which isn't true i don't think and he goes you gather more with manure so what's your point <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a that's a good point I know, right? So, anyway, so this guy is, he's just a total, total jerk. But then the thing is, is, like, he has some underlying mental illness as well. Well, sure. So he, like, he's, like, liable to, like, flip his switch on you at any moment. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, a whole ordeal dealing with him. But you run into him, I run into him at several different facilities. It's always so funny because the doctors are, like... Have you ever taken care of him before? And I'm like, yeah, several times throughout the entire region. Yeah, yeah, in a variety <laughs> of different settings. I know like, I know exactly what he wants. Yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> we'll see how he behaves today, whether he gets it or not. <laughs> we had a um, a patient who was with us for a long time on the floor because he, I think he has a liver transplant. And, you know, they stay forever, and then when they're readmitted, they stay forever because it's like they're surgical, but they're really medicine. Sure. Um. And the joke when you were giving report is like, you know, the foot care routine, right? Oh, God. So that alone paints a picture, I think. I mean, it was a whole routine. He was livid with you if you didn't know it. And you'd have to be like, why would I know this? This is not like a standard nursing practice. This is me like doting on you like a masseuse and you setting that (laughs) expectation. And for some reason, we're all doing it now. I mean, we can, you know, it's... If you have time, I think that is a good thing to do for patients. Like, but foot massage? No, not massage. But like, he had a oh. whole because he had like different skin issues and things. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was just this wild routine, and he would be screaming at you the whole time, and you're like, "Oh, this is so therapeutic and nice. I'm loving every second of this. Thanks." Oh my god. See, that's the thing. Like, nurses should not have to put up with that shit. No, I agree. And like, we have wound care nurses to do that. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to rub your feet and ugh. Well, especially not if someone, like, if it was a sweet old whoever the hell who was Uh, telling me from, like, because then you'd come back, you know, and I would remember it from the night before, um, and then I'm, go ahead. I'm not going to lie. I don't care if it's a sweet old lady. I'm not rubbing people's feet. That's disgusting. No, I'm not talking about rubbing them. Like, I was, it was part of the skincare routine, but it was, or like the wound, you know, dressing and everything, but it was like he wanted all these extra steps in the middle of it. It would Mm -hmm. freak out if he didn't do those things. Mm-hmm. Was he on the spectrum? Probably. <laughs> or he was just a nasty old man. That sounds more accurate. That sounds like a the basic clinical picture that I would describe. <laughs> well, there are nurses out there who, like, give their patients back rubs and stuff. Yeah. Does that make me a shitty person that I don't do that? I think it's... I don't want to touch people like that. I actually think that it is not helpful to the profession, because if that's the expectation, like, you need to have us have less patients. And, like, if you're going to... That's kind of, like, that hospital, hotel, Prescani bullshit mm-hmm. of, like, well, this nurse... I mean, which, may, yeah, maybe, yes, on paper and in, maybe in reality, whatever. It's so kind and nice, although I would never want 
some random nurse to massage me if I'm sitting in the bed. I don't, as a patient, like, I wouldn't want that, but... It's just a weird, like, boundary. I agree. I I agree. I think it's, we already create this really intense intimacy very quickly with patients because we have to, and I agree that I don't think that's an appropriate boundary. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So, terrible patients. Terrible patients. God, there's just so many. So, the the foot patient, yeah. Um... Let me see. What else do I have next on my list? Oh, um, so this one just happened the other day. Okay, let me just say, when I take care of pediatric patients, Mm -hmm. if they have, like, cough, cold, but so they're not feeling well, but they're, like, consolable, Mm -hmm. like, I love my little pediatric patients. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to hug on them. I'll, like, love on them. You know, we giggle together. And I've got kids, so I can talk about kids' stuff with them mm-hmm. and, you know, all that all that stuff. But the problem comes in typically with the parents. I mean, sure. And, I could fully believe that. And this is, like, I cannot deal with some of these parents sometimes. So the other day, I had a family plan, meaning more than one person from a family check into the same room. Mm-hmm. Um. So these two girls, they were 15 years old and 17 years old. Okay, so they're not, like, four and six. Yeah, they're not babies. Like, they're grown humans. I walk into the room. The room is dark. The two are sharing a stretcher, laying together. And the doctor tells me we need to separate them because they're both going to get IVs and lab work and fluids and meds and stuff like that. Are you allowed so to tell me like, why they came in? Um, I think they were... Well, they both ended up being positive for flu. So they came in for flu-like oh, they symptoms. Well. Okay. they they didn't they didn't They didn't feel well. Yeah. So... But also, um, get in your own bed. Well, initially they had been put in one room. You know... So that's not really their fault. But the doc had come out and said, I need these two separated because we're going to be doing workups on both of them. They're both going to be getting treatments and stuff. So they need to be, they need to have their own like surface of work and Mm -hmm. bed and stuff like that. Yeah. So I went into the room and um, they're like laying on the same stretcher, 15 and 17 years old. And um, I go to turn the light on and mom slaps my hand away. Oh. Like, literally slaps my hand, which is assault. And she was like, no, you cannot turn on, you cannot turn on the light. They have headaches. And I said, well, ma'am, I'm coming in to put an IV in them, and I can't do that in the dark. I promise you that you want the light on if I, for what I'm about to do. So. Also, if you want it to be in a nice, quiet, dark space, you should have stayed stay at home. home. Are stay you home. serious? Right. If you thought so, you were emergently needed treatment, hence why you would come to the emergency room, then you right. everyone needs to shut up and do what we what we're, need to do I to know. you. That's insane. I know. So I tell mom that we're going to separate the girls. And she's like, no, they cannot be separated. I'm like, well, the doctor wants them in separate rooms because we're doing treatments on both of them. I have to put IVs in both of them. I have to, you know, get blood work on both of them, give them both medications. So they need their own spaces. I said, the rooms are right next door to each other. You can go back and forth between the rooms as needed. And I also needed urine samples from the girls. So um, I asked if the one girl can go give a urine sample. So mom takes the patient to the bathroom. Like, mom, the patient's arm is around mom, and the patient is, like, dragging. Like, you would have thought mom was deadlifting this patient to the the restroom. Oh my God, it was such drama. And mom was like feeding into it. And mom was not only enabling it, but encouraging it. Mm -hmm. So while mom is gone, I have a 17 year old. And so I told her, I was like, well, I'm going to pump up your bed right now. I'm just going to get everything set up for an IV. And I am, you know, I'll, I'll take a look and see what we see. And the girl starts freaking out. And she's like, I need my mom here. I need my mom here. And I said, I'm not doing anything. I said, I just need you to lay on your back so I can just take a look at your arm. I'm, I'm not doing anything. We can wait till mom gets back until to do the IV. I just want to look at your arm. She refused to lay on her back. I'm trying to talk to her, like, very calmly. I was like, can you take some slow, deep breaths? Like, I understand you're anxious. I'm not doing anything to you. I just want to look at your arm. In order to do that, I need to have you lay on your back. 
Um, and she's freaking out and she's like, no, we just got to wait until mom gets here. And like, meanwhile, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? Like you're 17 goddamn years old. You're going to be a legal adult in a few months. And also you're acting like a child and I have to put IVs in you and your sister in like the next 20 minutes. So like, let's get on with this already. Like, I don't have time for your bullshit. Yeah, totally. Totally. So... (laughs) So mom comes back to the bathroom. Daughter starts speaking to mom in a foreign language. And mom is like, I want you out of the room right now. I don't come back in the room. You are not to touch my daughter. You leave right now. Oh, for God's And I want to speak to your manager. And I was like, and I was like, whatever. Fine by me. Yeah, you know what? I could care less. By by all means, take some By all means. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so done with you. Absolutely. So, um... So I tell my manager, like, what happened and everything like that. And she goes in and she talks to the person. And apparently, like, the daughter... It sounds like the daughter told mom that I wanted to, like, put her IV in. And I specifically told her that I just wanted to look at her arm. It's all I wanted. Like, it was just this whole debacle. No, and, and just, she like, wasn't listening because so, she wanted she wanted to be upset. Well, and mom was just terrible. And mom just kept, like, pacing in front of the nurse's station the whole day oh, and, like, giving God. me the stink eye. And here. I just wanted to be like, just go the fuck in your room. Like, I don't... Also, I don't want if I, even if I did the- want to put in an IV, again, why did you come mm. to the emergency room if you don't want treatment? Right. right. And that is not some, like... I'm not giving her a vaginal exam the moment you leave... Right. To take well, your other child The thing was, the I wasn't doing anything to her. Well, I mean, correct me. Even if you were putting in an IV, like, why did... What, what am I not understanding? I don't know. That's wild. Yeah, so that's... Ugh, that was pretty terrible. So you know, did I you have to, like, boss, give a, told, to another nurse? Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine, because honestly, if you're going well, to fire me, fire me I'd rather yeah, just goodbye. not be in the room anyway. Because totally. it's not, it's not going to be a good situation. But at the same time, it's like, why do we let these people... Have, like, I've worked other places where a manager would have gone into that room and been like, I'm sorry, this is the only nurse we have available. If you don't want this nurse, you can leave. Yeah. You know, I, but like I this particular... I prefer that method. Well, because it supports your nurses. Correct. You know, yeah. like, I wasn't... It's it's the manager going in there and saying, like, I trust that my nurse wasn't doing anything wrong, which I was not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I'm going to support my nurse, and either you can be on board with that as a patient, or you can't be, and you can you can go elsewhere. But this particular facility is so obsessed with patient satisfaction. That's scary. Well, and I told, my, I told my boss, I was like, you know, honestly, like, I think this lady's um, batshit crazy. I said, but I'm fine not going in there. That's totally fine with me. I said, but it is frustrating to me because, like, I don't get patient complaints. Like, I... F- feel like I'm a pretty good nurse and like I go out of way to treat my patients well and you know try to treat my patients how I would want to be treated or how I want my mom and dad to be treated or my children or you know whatever and so I don't really get like patient complaints so it's really it's more bothersome to me when a patient like fires me because on one hand I'm just like fine I don't want to deal with you anyway and like blessing in disguise but at the same time it still kind of like gets to you a little bit that you're just like that somebody like views you that way and like not only that but like i really don't want my manager viewing me that but my manager's like yeah no don't worry about it you know well, like, and she certainly, knows. like if you've been in charge and you've been on the receiving end of like someone saying that they didn't want their nurse back hmm. i know i know very very clearly the delineation between which nurses i'm like yeah i believe that no no problem and the ones that i'm like <laughs> this this must have been a fluke because i know that they're wonderful Right. So you just got to hope so. that people do know that difference. Like, I I think I referenced it in another episode about, I remember very clearly the patient that didn't want me back. And I was just young and took it so personally and, like, had to grow yeah. from that or whatever. But ultimately, I like, I think I know why. It's that I walked into the room and he was a young guy, 23, mm-hmm. 24. So, like, my age at the time, which probably was part of the issue. Mm-hmm. And he was just like already expecting a level of joding that clearly came from mom and Mm. I saw the dynamic between him and mom and like I was doing my best to navigate that it was a little it was a very very strange dynamic right from the get-go the nurse who had given him to me told me that it was a very strange 
vibe in there and like everything was kind of weird but like i figured like i'll get in get out it's night shift in theory he's like going home soon he doesn't in theory need like a ton and like i can kind of pop in and out and not have to like spend hours and hours and hours in this room Mm -hmm. and i walked walked in to give him his nine o'clock meds he wanted a massage didn't he he was standing (laughs) bare ass naked um with his hands bracing against the sink and legs spread and his two sisters were rubbing lotion all over his body. What? And, and I mean, like, every, like, they were up in his ass. Like, they, they were rubbing lotion everywhere. And he was kind of moaning. Like, it was nice to, like, like, like after a massage kind of moan. Oh. And I just know that the look on my face when I was like, I'll come back later, must have been very offensive. Because it can't have been a good face that I made. <laughs> Well, you should see the look on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably very similar to the look that I had on my face. And I came back a few minutes later and was like, are you in, are you back in bed? <laughs> like, can I come in? Um, oh give me, whatever. But like, I didn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's so weird. Come it was on. wildly inappropriate. I mean, obviously, like, I mean, I guess I don't get to dictate someone else's family dynamic, but like, give me no, a break. That is, that's wildly If you're well enough to stand there and like be upright like that, you don't need someone else. Now, maybe you can't bend over to do the full body lotion that you would normally do, but you can be wearing boxers. Like, I was going to say, you it can was have just, underwear on. Yeah. It was just like, it was so strange. Maybe I, that maybe I caught them in really- something particularly shameful i don't know and that's why they didn't want me back but maybe maybe <laughs> the one the, when the charger so she was like hey just so you know like they didn't say why but like they did ask to not have you again and i was like oh i believe that 100 percent. like no <laughs> no hesitation <laughs> oh my god that is so bizarre it was really bizarre oh okay so i have um I have, like, two more that I want to talk about. And then we have to get into a special little commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had this patient. Um, I worked in an inner city. This was, like, my first ER job in the inner city facility. And um, the place that I had worked had just eliminated cab vouchers. Mm-hmm. And apparently, FYI, when they did that, they saved a million dollars in the first year. Oh. And I'm like, why do we give people cab vouchers? I, like, I understand. So that's part like, of my current job right now. So we can talk about that in more depth, but continue. Oh. Well, I understand, like, a little old lady who gets brought in via EMS and has nobody to come pick her up. But... It's um, it's extremely common for yeah. a variety of reasons. And then once you've given them one, you are expected... Like, they expect you to for every subsequent every time. visit. Yep. That's what exactly. happens. Which well, I which exactly I do right. get because it's like, like I live in a city where like not everyone has a car and like, right. You know if you have no one, truly people have no one to get them. Sometimes I don't feel super comfortable always sending patients fresh out of the hospital out to a bus, that yeah. to, or or a train well, or whatever. But there are limits. There, but there are also like a v- wide variety of situations in which people are requesting cab vouchers. Totally, right? yeah. So because they don't feel like, oh, I don't want to bother my husband. <laughs> so not yeah. an acceptable answer. Sorry. Right. Right. Well, and I've had so many people be like, I have no one to take me home. And I'll be like, okay, well, there's a phone in the lobby. You're welcome to use it to make phone calls. And it's incredible that 20 minutes of sitting out there and they're gone. They have somebody to pick yeah, them amazing. up. Yeah, amazing. Well, especially because if your facility was like, we have eliminated the option, which is kind of what I wish yeah. someone do, um, right. then it really is like, I, I cannot do anything for you. Sorry. Figure it out. Right. You're, and the, you're, you know a, you're thing, an adult. I don't know what to tell you. That's the thing. They always did. So anyway, so I had this girl, so I'm discharging her. It was three o'clock in the morning and um, she is asking for a cab voucher. I tell her we do not give cab vouchers out anymore. And she's like, um, and I'm like, you have nobody to pick you up or anything like that. And she's like, no, I have no one to give me a ride home. And I said, well, I can give you a bus token, um, but the buses don't start running till 6 a.m. Mm, that's I said, so... I said, so you're welcome to, you know, have a seat in the lobby. And at six o'clock, if you haven't found a ride home, I'll bring you a bus token. 
And she was like, no, I want my bus token now. And I was like, I'm not going to give you a bus token now because the buses aren't running now. So a bus token isn't going to do you any good right now. And this lady kicked me. She kicked what? me in my shin. What? Because I wouldn't give her a bus token. Okay, so I walk had to home like, then. Bye. I know. Well, that so ultimately the police gave her a ride home because I I filed a I filed a report. Mm-hmm. I pressed charges against her because I was like, "That's bullshit! Like, you're not gonna kick me over a fucking bus no, token, lunatic." I wish right. more nurses did file reports about assault because it's like such like a expectation that you have to handle that as part of your job, and that's not true. Right. I. But the other, I mean, you have to feel supported by your management too. But I will tell yes. you, I filed a police report, and I never did get called to court. No, I'm sure not. I'm sure so, most of them go nowhere. We can do a whole episode so, about that, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, thankfully, I've learned some strategies to not be in a position to be assaulted. Um, not to say that it would never happen again, but, you know, it's... My friend who works yeah, in a psych well, facility, they get assaulted daily. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't think it's acceptable at all. No, it's now, not acceptable at all. Now, those are not patients you can't reason with. However, you need support from your your upper management on that. Well, you need a really good security team in place and you also need, like, I've seen, a, so I have flat out seen nurses put, like, get in a position in the room where they are, it's like door patient nurse, you know, where like the patient is, they have no clear exit. Oh yeah, you got to be careful about that. And so like, I've seen enough psych patients flip their switch that like, I, even with like a normal patient, because you don't know what their underlying issues are and you don't, you know, like sometimes dementia patients are, you know, just as scary they flip their lid. They have no idea what's going on. Um, but like, I don't, I always leave myself an exit and I've just seen so many people like trap themselves in and like, that's like the first big no, no, you know, and not to say that it's their fault that they're getting assaulted, but it's just a strategy to help prevent it, you know? Yeah. And I think too, you as an ER nurse are going to have that on the forefront of your mind in a different way. Yeah, that's true. Just cause you inevitably are going to be exposed to more of it. The same way that like well, a psych yeah. nurse has a lot more strategies and everything. Whereas, you know, you just don't necessarily yeah. think about that on the floor yeah. until it happens. And then you're like, right. Fuck. But it, I mean, that, well, well, yeah, we, we're really going off a tangent. Totally. We will have to have a talk. <laughs> yeah, Actually, will. there was one I was thinking about um, doing a PTSD episode. So maybe we can include that in yeah. it. Um, but anyway. Okay. So my other my other story is another family story which is from when I worked in the neuro ICU. And we've talked about this many times. Like, the, it's not the patients that were the issue. Now, in fairness, I have had some pretty crazy-ass patients in neuro ICU because they have traumatic brain injury. Of course, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, like drinking urinals and things like oh, that. Sure. Like, oh, God. Oh, yes. Um, But anyway, so... Uh, but this particular family, this patient was, like, intubated... And had some increased intracranial pressure and, I mean, was a really sick guy, was like, I mean, certainly was critical. Um, but this family was so terrible. They literally, we didn't know at first, um, but one day a nurse was changing the bedding and found under the mattress a notebook and pulled it out. Oh, God. Well, the family had been logging yeah, literally sure. every single thing, every nurse's name, every, like, time that, like, a med was given, like, changed, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Well, I had my photo taken last week by a family member with my badge. She was like, can you turn your badge around? I was like, no. Goodbye. I would I would have been like, well, first of all, people don't have authorization to just take pictures of you. No. The manager went in and talked to them because she's supportive, but not every manager is, obviously. So we had um, a pretty good security team who, if we saw anybody, like, videoing or recording, they would come up and make them delete stuff off their phone. Oh, God, But, you know, it's getting getting harder and harder. Well, totally. It's so easy to record things. You could have your audio going at all times if you wanted to. If you wanted to record everything that was ever said to you, you could. Right. So, you know, it just, I, I really wish that people had to, like, uh, check their phones in 
when they came into a patient's room or something. Like the other day I was going to put in an IV and um, the the uh, visitor was like, okay, hold on, and gets out his phone. And I was like, you can't video me putting in an IV. No. And he's like, why? And I was like, because it's against hospital policy. It's like a violation of my privacy. It's a violation of the patient's privacy. And he's like, he says it's okay. And I was like, I don't care. Like, you can't do that. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm like, okay. Why but- do you want to watch me put in this IV? I do think that, like, one, we have a very lawsuit-heavy culture. And sure. two, like, with some... You, you gotta assume with some of the things that people do as far as, like, recording everyone's name, what they said, what they do, what they've done, what the meds are, whatever. I'm sure some of them have had some kind of horrible hospital experience and it like became relevant who told you what mm-hmm. and x y and z but to take it to that extreme especially when like it doesn't seem warranted because we haven't done anything yet on our side feels like invasive and inappropriate on their side they're thinking i'm just protecting myself so that's like a hard but see i don't know like i maybe i'm just totally tainted about this i don't feel like it's a protection i feel like people are looking for something wrong so that they can sue. That may be very Like, that's what I feel like. I don't know. I think probably there are... I think I know there are definitely some who are. And if it was... If there was to be some kind of inevitable adverse event because the patient is sick and dying, that then they have someone to blame and things like that. For Mm -hmm. sure. Right. So I don't know. It's probably a mix. But regardless, don't do that. Get your little hands out here. Stop it. <laughs> Wah, we Wah, hate you. Stop it. Ter- we hate you. Terrible patient. I thought of another one. Can I tell another story? You can, because I'm going to look for that thing because it went out of my Facebook. Oh, perfect. So I'm going to look for that while you're doing. There are like so many, so many terrible stories. So many. I mean, obviously so many terrible patients. It's hard to even pick. But like this one comes to my mind all the time. I don't know why, because it seemed kind of innocuous, but it bothered me so badly. It was this like young young patient he was in because he had gotten in a fist fight and had had to have some kind of like facial surgery of some sort and he was essentially a walkie-talkie just like staying overnight in like kind of like a day surgery bed and um was going home the next day and his boyfriend was in there 24 7 with him very supportive that's great love it that's fine they were like 20 um but you know like in the bed with them and everything and like i was like you i you can i don't care where you sleep honestly whatever but i do need to do things so like if you could get out of the way that'd be great so <laughs> he was but he was very very needy and this was like an the over visitor or the patient the patient well they both were but the patient and um this was like a, an overflow patient on what is an excruciatingly busy floor Mm-hmm. And, um, not that it's someone else, like the patient's responsibility to know that, but like, I don't know, read the room a little bit. And mm-hmm. he kept calling me in for like mundane thing after mundane thing, blanket, another glass of water, this water melted. I need new ice, like stupid shit like that. And I was like, well, if you come with me to the visitor, I can show you you're directly across the hall from both our nutrition and our linen room and you can just grab him and then you don't have to wait for me because if I'm in with another patient for a few hours, I might not be able to come right away. Sure. And he looked me dead in the face and goes, I couldn't possibly sacrifice a second of my time with him. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, well then it sounds like, unfortunately, you're going to have to wait for some of these things if you're not willing to go get them and I'll just do my best. (sighs) Like what a jackal, and I, I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> he really tried to put me in my place there, didn't he? But he was wrong. I couldn't possibly sacrifice a second of it. Really? So does You're he go home to the bathroom tomorrow. with you when yeah, you take a piss? Exactly. Probably. Jesus Christ! And I was like, what a twenty-year-old fucking thing to say. Jesus. Oh my god, I hate twenty-year-olds. <laughs> no, me too. God. Sorry for all you twenty-year-olds listening. That are in nursing school wanting to go straight on to NP school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. that I just alienated all of our people. I saw sorry. this we're, really... I was looking we're a bunch for, of assholes. Um, we're a bunch of assholes. I was looking for a meme to post for um, the APP mm-hmm. episode. And one yeah. of them was like, oh, you're an NP? Are you planning to go back and get your RN? <laughs> That's funny. That one made me laugh. <clears throat> made me laugh. 
Well, speaking of things that make you laugh, hopefully some of these will. Okay. Um, I posted on Facebook a question to um, a night shift nurses group. And the question is, what would you say to a patient and or family member if you had one day a year that you could po- you could say anything you want without getting fired? And we all agree that this should totally be a nurse's holiday, by the way. A nursing purge day. Yeah. I um, want that. Let's see. God, um, this, how can you this, pick? So I'm just going to scroll through and read some of these responses. Okay. This one says in all caps, stop whining. You're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many whiny, whiny people. Um, the things I want to say would get me kicked off Facebook permanently and probably put in a 72-hour psych hold. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of rage with that one. Um, and then there's one annoying person who says, I wouldn't say it to a patient or his or her family. They have enough to deal with having a sick person in the hospital. Get fucked. You're boring. You're really boring. And if I had my nursing purge day, I would also say that directly to you because I assume (laughs) that all things go on this day. That's right. It's a free for all. As long as my friendships Um, aren't um, impacted by it. That's right. If you don't like the way we are taking care of your family member, then take them home and take care of them yourself. Yep. Um, Somebody said, heard this almost verbatim recently. Went something like, quote, if you have a better idea of a plan of care, please let us know how we can assist you to the next facility. (laughs) (laughs) I have this one doctor. My attendings change every two weeks, which is pure chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, sure. But there's this one in particular when I round with him. I, I don't round with all of them. I don't need to be. But um, I try and round with him because he makes me laugh. And he <laughs> he said something so snotty about a patient recently. And I, I laughed in, at him. And he goes, I am always one comment away from being fired. <laughs> that's, like, where I like to live. And I was like, well, yeah, you're, I, you're succeeding. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, okay. Uh so this is funny. So I posted in just to keep the conversation moving. I think I would say there's no way in hell your pain is a ten right now. And somebody <laughs> who must have who must have listened to one of our episodes said, Jamie Baker, right? While they're on their phone eating Cheetos and drinking soda, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn Cheetos. And I wrote, so true, and why is it always Cheetos? That's so funny. Um and then somebody posted flaming Doritos. <laughs> um, I mean, I think my my main one, although of course, if I, I if I was able to remove that filter, I think I would have a hard time stopping the floodgates mm-hmm. um, of basically everything I'm saying from like shut the fuck up to like it basically if you don't like it, get out. I don't I don't care. It, yeah, it, it's hard to even pinpoint like what specifically, but I think. Mine would just be those irreverent things that don't add up, but you have to be polite in your phrasing. So if someone's like, oh, I don't have X, Y, and Z here. And I'm like, yeah, but someone brought you in your clothes, your iPad. Right. And this Burger King that you're not supposed to be eating because you're on a heart failure floor. But now you're telling me that you don't have someone to bring in your oxygen tank. Right. (laughs) So those two things don't add up. So like, why don't you just be honest? Right. And I had someone once ask me, I was giving them a cab voucher, meh, and he <laughs> said, can you put two stops on it? And I said, absolutely not. Nope. I can put one stop on it, and that stop is going to be your home. That we have on file. That we have on file, unless you're, ac- like, actually discharging to a different address. And he's like, well, what if I need to stop along the way? And I said, if you need to stop along the way, unfortunately, you need to have another way to do so. Right. Like, figure it out. And he was being real shifty and like we kind of went back and forth a few times and I was like thinking to myself, he wants to stop at his dealers yeah, on the way home because I knew this patient and unfortunately like that was part of his addiction process and that was very sad and we can talk about that on a different level. But mm-hmm. um, ultimately I, I did say something along the lines of like, I think we know it's better for, for you in the long run if you just go home. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I guess. I'm like, okay, little baby. Well, why don't you go home and then you can go to your dealers tomorrow. Christ. Oh, my God. And then we'll see you back here in, you and know, see you back here 48 to 72 hours. Yes. 
See you later. Oh my God. Okay. Um, yes, I'm sorry you've been in the waiting room for four hours. We just don't take sinus sinus pressure that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry your crucial cup of ice was late due to the rapid response next door. God, ain't that uh, somebody says, You mean like a nursing purge? Yes, that's what that's yes, what Sarah that means. That is what I mean. Just because you think you broke your foot does not mean your other five family members should get checked out, quote, while you're here. <laughs> um, That's like on The Office when um, Michael burns his foot, but then Dwight gets a concussion, oh, like, racing yeah. to go help him. And so he's getting a head CT, and Michael keeps trying to put his foot in the CT machine. Yes, I remember She's like, that. sir, sir, stop doing that. Stop. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Doctor, which do you think is more serious, a foot injury or a head injury? He's like, a head a injury. Head injury. <laughs> <laughs> Will you walk on your feet? <laughs> Uh, congratulations, your great niece twice removed is a nurse from Transylvania. She can clock in and help out any time then. God, absolutely um, true. Oh, your son-in-law is an orthodontist? Cool. Uh, next time that call light goes off, you better have a comprehensive list of your requests because I have to come back within the hour for something else. It won't be pretty. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, this one I like. Please know that because this is this is not what you would say if you could say anything. This is what you should actually say. Please know that we have medical training that includes wanting the best for your family member. And if you do not wish to proceed by our plan of care, by all means, please let us know how we can help in accommodating your loved one's transfer to another facility. I want that printed and posted on the hospital doors. I will screenshot it and send it. I to want you. it on the back of my badge so that when it flips over, it's right there. <laughs> I want amazing. it on the back of my clipboard so that you can read it while I'm interviewing you. I want all of that. Um, t- take your mama and both of you go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a fucking full service hotel. I will lay your ass out if you even think about swinging. Try me, mofo. <laughs> Mind to get yeah. back in that fucking bed before I put you in it. Hit the call bell one more time for no reason and I'll shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I so want a day like this so many times a shift. God. Uh, if, if your mom dad is 80 plus years old and sick, you better not make them a full code. God, Torturing so your true. mom and dad while they're trying to die peacefully is shitty and makes you a terrible person. Good day. I mean, I feel like a big one for me would be like, it's time to die. Like, that's enough. <laughs> Uh, if the food here is as bad as you say it is, why do you eat half of your mom's food tray and expect us to feed you another tray for free? Yeah. Uh, to all un- to all unnecessary requests, can I? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I think my big one as a nurse, too, would be um, I don't have to, f- to, like, feign sympathy for something that isn't my responsibility. Mm-hmm. So right, they're like, sure. the food here is terrible. And I'm like, that sounds like a you problem. Here, you could have used this one. Do it yourself for those who want assistance with things that they're perfectly <laughs> capable of doing themselves. My friend talks about this story all the time. I had had this patient who clearly had a, a very um, like negative uh, view of, of women. And it was just one thing after another. He was so rude and demanding. I watched his like poor wife and daughter like kowtow to him the entire time and then it was just him and I and it was just like the expectations were wild the way he spoke to me was was so rude and inappropriate I kind of wrote it out whatever but the one thing the one thing I did to like kind of get back at him was he asked me for yet another full glass of ice water that I guarantee you he wasn't gonna drink because he didn't drink the seven others that I had brought him that night (laughs) and he'd be like well this one's warm and I'd like well why don't you fucking drink it and then it wouldn't be warm would it like you just want it to like look at it what's what are you doing with these waters and um I brought him the last one in the morning just as I was leaving and I didn't put the straw in it I just like laid the straw on top of the lid oh god Mm -hmm. and I just handed it to him and he goes the straw and I said there's one right there and I walked out of the room (laughs) <laughs> because you just get to I a point where you're like I anymore. cannot but I didn't I can't harm anymore. him I didn't withhold right. care I just expected a grown man to be able to put a straw into a cup for himself that he wasn't exactly. going to drink anyway and yeah, I told my, my friend was two broken arms with that oh my, oh my god. god she's like that's so passive aggressive but also so not a big deal but you know that he's just in there fuming I'm like good go fuck himself like oh my god 
Oh my God. Wait, this one's hilarious. I'm sorry. I got to read this one. And then I'm going to wrap with the uh, wrap up on these and we are way, this is like a double, this is like a double feature episode right now. (laughs) It was kind of about two things. Yeah. Um, you are 28 years old. Stop whining. It makes me hate you, not sympathize. You were asleep when I came in, so your pain is not a 10. And you are a lazy, worthless person when you would rather shit yourself than walk to the bathroom to prove you're hurt. Go home if you think Dr. Google knows how to treat you better than we do. That is so deliciously oh specific. Uh, yeah, but also, it also somehow applies to so many different patients. Well, I mean, because there are definitely people who are just like, no, I'm just going to pee myself. I really, really? want to get to the bottom of, of the psyche of someone who comes in continent and proceeds to be incontinent for no medical reason other than like they don't want to get up and like they're used to people taking care of them at the hospital. Like what happens to you as a person? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, your pain is a 10. Yeah, right. I had twins, no pain meds or epidural, and my pain was like a 6, but that stub toe is a 10, my fat ass. <laughs> uh, yes, I really do hate you. Good God, go to your family doctor. The ED is not your PCP. Uh, visit at reasonable hours. Your loved one is 80 years old, no peg tube, and please make them a DNR. Or they're 103 years old and are a full code. Are you kidding me? God. We don't live forever. Uh, what I wouldn't say, or what wouldn't I say? The H stands for hospital, not hotel. Mm-hmm. We don't provide room service. This is not Burger King. You don't get to have it your way. Sit down and shut up. Where did you get your metal, medical degree? Out of a Cracker Jack box? I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm go- Oh, God, there's just so many. But I think I'm just going to sum it up with this one. Uh, I think I just sum it up with, fuck you. <laughs> Save my breath. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there's we, so... We hold a lot of rage in our little hearts, gang. Well, that's because we are forced to stifle it every goddamn patient. But we're also usually not personalities that are, like, super, super sickly sweet. So we do think all these things and then we have to not say them. I mean, this is how people in retail feel, obviously. It's like the stupidest people on earth <laughs> that you have to deal with. And like, they're always mad at you about something that was out of your control. And you're like, okay, have a good day. I know, right? Thanks for <sighs> shopping. We can't wait to have you back. <laughs> Kill myself. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how we feel. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> All right. On that note, we will let you guys go. Hope you enjoyed our double feature. (laughs) And we hope it got you to and from work or for in for a long night of sleep. All right, everybody. Happy New Year on that note. And we can't wait to see you throughout the year. And we'll chat next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.